It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello everyone! We've made it! We're here. Don't know what all the fuss is about. Nat, you've made it! Yes, finally. <laughs> a lot of technical glitches. Finally I'm here. I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> well, don't touch anything or move like you just did, because that caused a ripple effect of pain um, through, through everything. But I think, I think now you're fine. If you just say hello? Hi, hello. <laughs> it's so nice to be here. Uh, my God, what what a, what trouble I had getting here though. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're yeah. fine. Mark, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, enjoying the break. Um, watched Brighton for Chelsea last night, which terrified me. I watched um, I've watched both Forest preseason friendlies so far, and they're a long way off what I saw against between mm. Chelsea and Brighton. So I'm a bit worried about that. But yeah, no, it's it's good. I'm trying. Desperately not to look at any drafts and um, just keep your mind off it. Tinkering every now and then, but really it's very low touch at the moment. Light touch, I would say, mm. on my FBL team right now. Well, yeah, you won't even send that. me a won't even send me a draft, will you? No, for, I don't uh, wanna, for any, I'm not doing any. any I, I mean, I've got a draft in progress, but I'm not um, I'm not taking <laughs> it seriously yet. There's there's weeks to go yet before I'm going to start focusing. Well, on the draft. well, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. No one cares because it's not about you. This stream, it's not about me. It is about my apprentice, Nat, who joins. Um, and if anyone wasn't aware, two years ago, Mark and I did a bit of an experiment. Uh, we got two sort of people who'd never played FPL before. Uh, one, we gave access to Scout, all the tools. We did like a bit of a, a, a tutorial session and that joined Twitter and got involved in that. Uh, and Henry, Mark's apprentice, was given nothing and told to basically just be left to his own, his own devices. Uh, Henry disappeared, never to be seen again, about halfway through the season. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined uh, by at FPL underscore Parry, Nat, my apprentice, who is still an active member of the FPL community two years later. Nat, how are you? Um, I'm fine. I'm enjoying this, um, except that sometimes it gets too much. <laughs> <laughs> so does it oh, okay that's really interesting fbl gets too much yes <laughs> well it's it's really interesting because we've got um we've got some really interesting stuff to talk about so your first season was a what i think was an absolutely massive success you you came in you we'll talk about exactly what happened but as in terms of experiments go it was great second season though last season you struggled didn't you because I had a baby and with... Oh, it can be excuses. No, there's, there's a lot less time. You know, you can't That's give that much time. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it just takes up a lot of your time. So you don't end up giving that much time. So I didn't do a lot of things that I did in the first season. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's go through the, um, the two seasons. So this was, your, this was your first season. So just got some graphics up, up here. Uh, Mark and obviously they decided to do the um, do the apprentice to meet the candidates, um, and then it was a bit of a, a bit of a roller coaster because we were kind of watching how you both um, got on. 
I've picked up my two kind of key moments from this. The first one was you started the season and you were, a, you, we, we, we talked about your research background. We, you were really into all the stats and everything like that. And then one week you went for Havertz captain, which was completely against <laughs> everything that I thought you would, you would do. Talk me through that. You, you did not. I'm never going to hear the end of this. This is going to haunt me for the rest of my FPL life. But um, so I went to like, of course, I was looking, I was very new. This is game week nine. This is the first nine weeks that I've ever played FPL. And there is this whole Havertz, what do I call like a Havertz tornado happening. Everybody is talking about Havertz and he's the best thing, the hottest thing on the scene. And I said, well, why not? You know, I can afford him and let me get him. And I don't have a budget constraint. I don't have any other problem. So I got him and just absolutely bombed. And I said, what just happened here? How is it that so many people wanted him? And I don't know if that many people got him, but was I the only idiot to do this? Like, do you remember that, remember that week, Mark? Was that the week oh. where they won 9-0? Is that, was that, was that what we're talking mm. about? Yeah, and, the and Norwich 9-0. Yeah, Norwich 9-0 and... Um, Salah had United, right, didn't he? Yep. And he got the yep. hat-trick at Old Trafford, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do, yeah, do you remember, do you mean, remember that, that Hen Henry, or well, Henry went Salah triple captain? Yeah. 60 <laughs> points. 60 from the captain, not 60 on the whole. 60 just from the captain. So it was 7-0. It, it was took me seven three, nil. three weeks to... 7-0. Yeah, I, 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 there was 7-0 and he didn't even get an assist. Yeah. And he was the person that everybody was talking about. And he well, was playing centre forward, wasn't he, as well? He was playing down the middle. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> it's still a mystery. What was what were some of the other things you remember about that that kind of first season? Because Mark and I weren't as kind of hands on with it as we maybe wanted to be. Um, we kind of we kind of left you both to your own devices. But Henry wasn't really given any any kind of introduction. Whereas you came on Twitter, you were talking to people, you were really getting involved. What were kind of some of the ups and downs and, and how did Ankit, your, your husband, like kind of deal with you, you sort of being in that world with him? No, he was very good. At, at one point, he stopped discussing right in the beginning because I think he wanted me to go into The Apprentice with, a, with like a clean slate. Mm. But by and by, of course, he began to discuss every week, what are we going to do and everything. And um, you won't believe me, but when I was in the OT having my baby, he was talking about Salah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can relate to that, can't you, Mark? I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was hard, like, I was lying there, and the doctor brought him in. I didn't know he could come in, but anyway, he came in, and he was sitting next to me, and he said, "Oh, you know, you can talk to her." And he says, "Oh, you know, you must get Salah." I'm thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he was talking to you about while you were giving birth. That's crazy. I yes, do that. like I, so I was having. Far. Yes, he's doing this, and the doctor first said, "Okay, let her think positive thoughts." Then two minutes later, she says, it's okay, you're doing well, continue. And I said, oh man, I have no relief from this. <laughs> to be fair, Captain in Havertz in that game probably was as painful as childbirth, wasn't it? <laughs> we can only imagine, but it must have been. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I, I remember... Havertz, already happened. Havertz uh, uh, already happened by then. This is later uh, okay. in the year. Oh, okay. It's not given uh, okay. That pain had happened already. Right. So I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing uh, your, your son isn't called Kai or Havertz or any, any, <laughs> any names along, along, those, li along those lines. <laughs> so, so this season I plan to make him watch football with me. He watches golf with his father. So I'll make him watch football now. <laughs> I watch football. There's quite a lot of like, uh, kind of new babies in the appeal community these days. I'm seeing quite a lot of the accounts that, that I follow um, are going off and having kids, and they're starting starting them uh, quite young. Billy, yeah. Mark's son, is uh, I think on the on the verge of right, really right. getting into it, isn't he, Mark? Yeah, scary actually. Yeah, he's got his own TikTok channel. And he's making videos, and yeah, <laughs> I don't want to think about it really. He's more into the content creation than he is actually playing the game, though. That's the thing. Mm. So he's got to get decent at the game first before he can do that. He's got to do what Nat did, right? He's got to get into the into the game get some good ranks and then then he can dabble with that stuff but he's gone straight to content but yeah he's enjoying it <laughs> i think it's the in thing because when i have the baby i had people write to me on twitter and say make an account for him i said stop it let me get out of hospital first let's just anchor it let's make him an account no, no. <laughs> these are these people i befriended on twitter and saying let's make an account by the time he's 10 he'll have 10 years of experience as an fpl player and i said are you serious <laughs> 
Gotta start I love them it. young. Gotta start them young. Premier League, I, I love that. I, lo- I love it though, because we, you know, I, I mean, looking at, looking at some of the chat comments, um, Matt, Matt Francis felt sorry for Henry, got ignored and, and dropped off. I mean, it was kind of the idea to ignore Henry though. Like Henry, it was it was supposed to, he was like the kind of control group, right? Someone who was joining Twitter and then we were going to leave him to see kind of how we got on with but, his kind of football knowledge. But Henry was, was far more knowledgeable about football exactly. when he started than Nat was, right? Exactly. So Nat, you had Ankit, but you didn't really have knowledge of teams and players like Henry did. So the idea was we take a football fan and see whether that knowledge was enough to get them through a season without using the community, mm. Twitter, tools, websites, to see whether a football fan, just with their knowledge, could do well at FBL without that stuff. And the answer was no, no, they <laughs> couldn't. Because he did know his football, and he started the season knowing the kind of players he ought to pick. But I think as the season wore on, he made some mistakes associated with the chips and, and yeah. the me- mechanics of the game. And I think the big advantage you had, Nat, was Twitter. I mean, Twitter, would you say Twitter was your biggest help to you early on? Definitely. They were they were really good to me. They they even told me at one point I tweeted saying I couldn't uh, I couldn't focus because I had like work commitments. And they said, don't worry, we'll tell you everything. <laughs> See, it's interesting you say that because that is both like the in some ways, that's the good side of Twitter, right? Because people are helpful and trying to help you out. But it also mm. is the kind of the bad side because people are you know it's, people say that it's, it's so easy to get information now because you've got all these people making content you've got people who just tweet telling you which players to get and it's interesting that mm. for someone like you who has maybe hasn't got the time to make those decisions you can just kind of follow people and, and do well but a lot of people would maybe say that's not the best way to play the game but it helps you but it helped you in that first season true true because i would sometimes put out my team and say this is what i've done and then they would pick a problem that that wouldn't have occurred to me at all mm. <laughs> maybe it's a player maybe it's a formation maybe one one thing and i would think oh so that's helped it's definitely helped and they've been very good to me it's, it's quite Twitter's good in, for anything as it's picking problems <laughs> yeah. with your team <laughs> they're but, very good at that but you know that is that is because i mean um nat sent me a, a, a screenshot of her team which we're going to talk about uh, a bit later and it was it was your first draft and, and I looked at it and I thought, okay, this is immediately, I thought it was, it was a strong team. But the one thing that I noticed was you had Cancelo in it. And so I said straight away, I was like, oh, you probably don't want to pick Cancelo because, you know, we don't think he's going to play. He's been on loan and all that. Maybe go for one of the other Man City mm. defenders. And that is where, if you're a new player to FPL, I think that is where Twitter can be so helpful. Because if someone's saying, oh, mm. no, don't pick Odegaard, you know, he's rubbish, go for Martinelli instead. That is a... You know, there's not a lot in it. But when it's literally telling you about players that maybe you you aren't aware of, of being injured or coming back from injury or, or something like that, I guess for a new player, that's where it's quite helpful, right? Of course, it's very helpful. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first season, you beat Mark, <laughs> which is one of my favourite tweets uh, displayed. Oh, I had a bad the... season, didn't like you? A... But yeah, Natalie, you did so I well in that first com- season. I think it was a complete fluke. I did that in the last two weeks and with players from absolutely unreliable teams. Mm. I had these Leicester players. I had Everton and what is that other? Dinia Cash and all those people. Danny Ings, Richarlison, all the people because they had double game weeks. That was the only reason. They were not even good teams. But they were the people who had double game weeks and I just brought six or seven of them in and they sort of scored. Yeah, they did well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean that, that is it. and 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 you would say that that a lot of that was helped by posting your team to Twitter and sort of being helped by the by the community because I think that's that's interesting when we come onto your second season. I know not the last two weeks that I just went by the double game week, but of okay. course through the journey a lot of help on Twitter definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean that was the interesting thing, wasn't it, Mark? It was. I remember our, our first chats with Nat right at the start. And we were blown away, weren't we, by the attention to detail on, on some of the research she was doing. Looking at XG, there was spreadsheets. I think they were maybe even colour coordinated. And, you know, you came prepared to the to the uh, the chats we were having on, on Zoom with like a notepad and you were like just ready to go. I just remember being kind of really, really impressed by that. But then it's interesting how Twitter's helped in that first season with that as well, because that was kind of the experiment, right? That was kind of what we were trying to look at and and it worked. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I wonder whether um, without Twitter, 
the onboarding process to FBL is 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 as mm. streamlined because I think I think there's no doubt now the level of information available there and the instant feedback you get. It wasn't there five years ago, was it? You, you didn't have that level of attention for. I guess it was on Scout then, basically, but now mm. it's moved a lot to Twitter. Um, and I think it is probably the best tool for someone starting off playing. Yeah. And, and that proved that, right? Yeah. Yes, of course. I mean, I was at... Initially, I didn't know which player belonged to which team. I was that bad. Sorry, I've dropped. <laughs> so I, I didn't know which... I, I had this whole tweet where my husband took a photo because I was staring at this player and thinking, I'm trying to remember which team he's from. <laughs> and someone came back on that post and someone replied and said, how are you playing FPL if you don't know this? And I kid you not... Other people went and replied to that person before I did and said, don't you realize she's new to the field and she doesn't know anything? Don't make comments like this. I said, wow, <laughs> here are these people fighting for me. I think it's really nice because like at the moment, in, I think at the nice. moment in, in particular, Twitter is, is coming under quite a bit of scrutiny because it, it's it feels quite toxic at the moment. There's, there is quite a lot of negativity going around. You know, certain people are being called out on, on various stuff. I've had a few nasty comments about things. And you see that side of it and you can kind of write it off. But then your experience in your first year, I was I was kind of quite blown away with how people sort of took you under their wing and and were, you know, defending you against other people and, and that kind of stuff. I think that was that was really nice. I had a completely opposite experience. They were very yeah. nice to me. Yeah. Well, so it was all great. First season, all great. You beat Mark. <laughs> You know, you have a few kind of, you know, highs and lows. You see Havertz, you know, blank. You get in the double game with players. All that goes well. But overall, successful season. Second season starts last year. You can see on the left here, you start a YouTube channel. Incredible. You know, when we started this whole thing, the thought of, of, of someone starting a YouTube channel would be amazing. Um, you know, and, and you did. And, you know, and, and that's great. So you can, you can find that on, on Twitter. But then everything started to unravel a bit, didn't it? And you started to really get into the frustrations that so many of us have on FPL. I mean, there's some comments on the right here. Uh, who else has a pathetic score in spite of making multiple transfers to bring in players with double game weeks? So now suddenly double game weeks didn't pay off for you. Um, who else has a disappointing dis game week in spite of using their wildcard chip? Was another one. So you had a disappointing wildcard. And then another one, really disappointing starts, double game with 29. Most of my players have got have got one point. And some of the comments of these might were really funny because they were just like, welcome, you know, this is what it's really like. That's right, yeah. It's not it's not all roses, is it? I think I think you have to have the bad seasons though. We we know this. And and you learn from it, right? And that's what black box is about. So I'll be interested to hear Nat what I know that obviously with the baby you probably didn't give it as much attention. But do you do you come out of that season having learned a few things you'll take it into this one? Yes, I did. So I made, I did things differently in the second season from the way I did them in the first season. But I feel like I, I didn't give it as much time. And I know I said the baby, of course, but also there are a lot of other things I got caught up with. And it's not just the baby. <laughs> I love my child, but children do take up your time. But there were a lot of other things that I got caught up with. And I feel like I didn't get, I wasn't as committed probably to the whole thing. I was not watching matches. I didn't do some of the things like I didn't follow through on my hunches sometimes. And that's always hurt me. I There are times when I thought, oh, you know, I must get this player in and it's not the popular choice. But I would feel like, I would just feel that I have to get him in or I had to captain someone. And I didn't do it because I went and reasoned it out. Mm. And after reasoning, I didn't feel right. And later when I didn't do it, I just, you know, it just, backfired and then that person actually got a lot of points or did something amazing and i said why, why don't i listen to myself but i always sat and reasoned and then <laughs> left the in hunch like just forgot about the hunch and i feel like i just need to follow through with my hunches now most of the times they're right and I it's mean, not like it happens every week but whenever it does happen you, i mean you didn't have a disastrous season you, you in your first season you, you finished 150k which i think is amazing for a for a first season. Um, second season, you finished 272K, so just a bit worse than that. Amazingly, you had one less point in that second season than you did in that first season. 2,471 in your second, 2,472 um, in, in the second. So that one point and the difference was, it was obviously more points, um, you know, in, in that kind of second season, because that's why you finished a bit a bit further down. Um, and it's, another thing that's interesting is that, Mark, you talk about, 
we talk about two things on Black Beats, don't we? We talk about kind of confidence in a way, which sounds ridiculous, but like in your picks, in your decision making, when you start making bad calls, you then lose that confidence to then back yourself to mm. make the next one to be right. But Mark, you also talk about how you play your best when you're so involved and invested in it. Whereas I feel like I'm the opposite. I'm best when I take a bit of a step back. What do you think about all of that? Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, you saw the second half of the season that I had, that once I started having a few a few calls went right, then I was able to chain them together. And yeah. there's no reason for that other than, I guess you start backing yourself a bit more. Whereas when you're go, doing badly, I play within myself more, if anything. Mm. And um, so I'll be interested, Nat, did you feel that? Did you feel, I guess you, you've said this, right? You didn't follow your hunches and, and because of that, was, was that because things weren't going quite as well in the first season where, you know, you were getting good scores. So therefore you were just chaining together good game weeks. Whereas in the second season, did you feel that because you were having a few bad weeks, you were less likely to back yourself and follow the hunches? Was that the case? Um, in a way, plus I feel that since I don't know that much of football, like some of the other people do, I'm still sort of raw, I feel, to the whole football world, not not just FPL or English mm. Premier League. So I feel that sometimes my hunches, I don't know if I have the expertise mm. or the knowledge to have a hunch to begin with. <laughs> so I think maybe this is just a silly thing that's occurred to me and maybe I shouldn't follow through with it. It's quite. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you are you're quite a kind of a rare person, I think, playing the game in the sense that you haven't really had loads of exposure to football um, mm. over the years, and you probably did have quite a lot in that in that first year, um, more probably considerably more than than you had before watching matches um, and things, and that helped. And then the second year, even though you're not a huge football fan in the sense that you want to go to all the matches and watch every game, you watch less football in the second year, and then your hunches. You, you still follow, you've got those hunches, but they're not sort of maybe followed through with as, as you want to, you kind of lose that confidence. Do you think watching the football then is as important as kind of all the other aspects, you know, the Twitter crowd, the stats and, and everything like that? I, I now feel it is. In the first season, we watched a lot of football because how, sort of till half the season, I hadn't had a baby at all. So I could easily, you know, switch, sit down and watch matches. Second season, I... I think I've watched very few matches. Most of the times I didn't. So it was all spreadsheets and data and, you know, whatever I feel about someone is in form or <laughs> things like that. But I, I realize now that everything is not stats or Excel. You, I think I do need to watch matches. So I think that's one thing that I absolutely missed out on in the second season. I watched so, very few matches. It's a point for Grass FC, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because what you're saying there is actually there's a lot of people who now play the way you're saying there. They play a lot with the with with spreadsheets or the equivalent of, and go with data and numbers rather than actually relying on what they watch in the matches. In a way, they feel that that can sometimes be noise that they don't want. So it's interesting that you feel as an FBL manager you need to watch matches. I think we're all different. I think we all. Mm. I've said this before, we all have our own way of, of wanting to play the game. And I think watching matches and letting that have some influence on what you do is important. It's, it's, it's the basis of the game is there to, to draw us to watch football. And, you know, I think that's got to be part, that's got to be one input into picking your team. Um, it might not be always the, the, the main input, but it's certainly a factor, I think. And it's, it's interesting that you feel because you watch less football, you had a, you know, didn't quite have a, as enjoyable a season the second time round. What about Haaland? What what impact did Haaland have on you? Were you aware how? When did you become aware just how ridiculous he was as a captain? Was that early on, or did you miss some of his points? So I heard about Haaland first time preseason. I heard someone talking about him. I think it was let's. I'm not sure which channel it was, but one of those people were talking about him. And I didn't know who he was because he wasn't there the previous season. I just searched about him on Google. And then I said, okay, we'll take him. And I think by the first few weeks, he had begun to perform. Mm. And then I brought him on. I don't think I had him in the first, you know, the first week. Yeah, but we can relate to that. <laughs> very early on, <laughs> very early on, he began to have his explosive, you know, returns. So I had, yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon. 
Yeah. Okay. So he didn't he didn't hurt you then. So that was okay. Yeah. It's it just it was a very you know obviously if you missed out on a couple of those hat tricks like I did it was painful and you were making up ground. So it's good that you were you were quickly on that. And I think it'll be interesting to see if he's going to be a bigger factor next time around. Um, we mm. imagine he will be, and he'll be very well owned and so on. What about what about effective ownership? Do you look at that? Do because I think if I remember rightly, were you using ownership to pick your team initially at all and you know do you actually look at well this player is owned by 50 percent of the game so therefore i should maybe have him do you do you factor that in no i don't i till date i think maybe i should but till date i've not bothered with effective ownership it's probably a bad thing but i just haven't as is the same that's what (laughs) she's she's my apprentice mark i know i know (laughs) Yeah, that was really. I mean, this is your um, talking about kind of the, the team and stuff. This is this is the draft that you sent me um, over. So, the, like I said, the original draft you sent me did have Cancelo, and actually, ironically, me telling you to drop Cancelo, he's actually got an assist like today for Man City, so he might actually end up uh, being a being a good pick. But uh, this is the team you sent me over. It's Pickford in goal. Uh, it's James, Gabriel, Dallow, and Stones. Uh, it's Bruno Fernandez, Madison, Rashford, and Matoma. Uh, and then Haaland and Jesus up front with a four million goalkeeper, uh, Bruno Gomeres, Baldock and Surridge. So this team, that how much of an influence has Twitter had on this team? Has it had any at all? None. None. I haven't gone on Twitter at all yet. In- don't you think that's interesting, Mark, looking at this that team? That is really interesting, yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, people like um, you know, Baldock in there as a four million defender, going with Savage as a player who's likely to leave Premier League as your striker, so it's not going to go down. Those, those picks are kind of like what you're seeing on Twitter. But the bases of it, well, Jesus and Haaland are yeah, but who's missing? pairing. There's, there's two interesting players, I think, missing from this draft. Mm. Firstly, it, firstly, it's Saka, who is mm. the Twitter darling. You know, you haven't got um, any Arsenal midfielders after they, they did so well last season and you just won't find a draft on Twitter without Saka on it now. So I know exactly what's going to happen. You're going to go on Twitter after this, look at all the drafts and go, oh, okay, I better bring in a, I better bring in Saka. But what I think is really interesting, Mark, is no Salah mm. in this. It's interesting that with no, even without any kind of community-led, you know, discussion, you've chosen just to go with the one premium, Nat. And, mm. and not go, and not go for Salah, who's been so good for us in in previous seasons. Why why have you decided not to select him? Because I feel like Liverpool's fixtures um, turn more favourable from about game week eight or nine onwards. Mm. So I have focused more on the fixture ticker and tried to pick from the teams that had good fixtures. So I will I was thinking of getting in Liverpool players a bit later on. Mm. Similarly with Newcastle. And that and that's why you've gone for no Trent as well at the back. Yeah. Similarly with Newcastle. I think their fixtures start getting better from about game week five. So that's what I would start focusing on them broadly. So so fixtures have been the biggest influence on this team. And you can see that with James, Matoma, mm. the two Manchester United midfielders. So you, you would you say then you're you're heavily guided by fixtures? Has that been something you've kept the faith in i have i have i have looked at the fixtures a lot and also the other thing is that i have a few of the preseason matches there are teams that have done well in that like arsenal's done really well and there's uh, manu that's done really well against uh, arsenal i think and arsenal and chelsea have got five nil wins so has crystal palace actually but um and also manu's been able to keep clean sheets in about two or three matches so um i have looked at that as well but Chelsea, I'm still not sure about. So I have a Reese James. Uh, I've picked one person and I might switch it for a Chilwell or something later. But if he turns out to be injured or something. But um, yeah, I have also looked at that. That leads me so nicely on to my next screen that I can't even tell you how, how that isn't planned. Because I've got a, a short thing on, on pre-season here. And it's really interesting you talk about pre-season. Because, Mark, I think you and I are going to talk about the pre-season results and what that means in, in a bit more detail. Um, but just looking at some of the pre-season results, I mean, looking at Man City's big win uh, today, I mean, they were 2-0 behind in that, but they came back and won that 5-3. Man United beating Arsenal, 2-0. Arsenal did get that big win against the MLS All-Stars 
um, as well. And then the great match last night of, of Chelsea and Brighton. I was going to ask you that. How much stock do you put into this preseason stuff? Because you are such a, well, you have been such a data-driven manager kind of in the past. And then you look at Twitter and Twitter gets so excited by some of these bamers. I'm seeing Jackson get mentioned by people. Jao Pedro, I think, Mark, you said you added me one of your drafts because you liked what you saw last night against against Chelsea and things like that. So you're saying that you use pre-season results to help you with your team selection game in one. Sort of. So I looked at the fixture ticker. I saw the pre-season results. Now, what I've done actually is on Fantasy Football Scout, there's this, there are articles. There are, you know, there's this... Uh, tables for players and then there is a fixture ticker that is a, a different sort of fixture ticker which is relative sort of which is called the best what's it called the best fixture runs or something yeah mm -hmm. so that sort of thing so those there's, there's a whole page and you can click on various articles and read so i've actually looked at that a lot to study to try and make she's doing team. a better job at plugging the partner <laughs> than we are <laughs> we didn't tell you to say any of that but we forgot our plug for fantasy football scouts but you've just done it for us now so thanks for that but the, the, i just find it so interesting like with, with nat because nat is is obviously a really kind of committed person to, to playing fbl mm. and trying to get better mm. but at the same time seeing someone come into the world for the first time and seeing the tools that you find useful and and pick up on like you you're talking about the fixtures and how important they are talking about the pre-season things on scout i just think it's really really interesting and i think we kind of did this experiment when you know to, to kind of say to the premier league well this is kind of what you need to do to get someone to be more engaged right mark and it's like it's not it's not enough is it just to give someone the keys and go go on you you no. need to give them these extra bits to to create that engagement clearly not i mean henry proved that right he he he, he didn't um, kind of grasp some of the stuff that the community and the websites perhaps bring out the content creators as well there is now so much that i i don't know if i can imagine playing the game of without any of that right i think mean, i mean henry was reading the scout articles in the premier league and that was the limit of it mm. and and clearly to hear natalie speaking about how she's used scout and she's aware of some of the tools there you can see the value that she's got from that i mean like everyone's got their own way of playing as i said before everyone weights things differently obviously at the moment you haven't had the influence of twitter I, i'd be really interested to see how much your team changes when you do engage with twitter Me too. When, do you, when do you plan to do that are you kind of thinking maybe like a week before the start of the season or are you going to go earlier than that so i actually okay i'll be honest here i hadn't made a team <laughs> So when as uh, wrote to me saying send me your team i said what team <laughs> then i sat and started you know trying to put the players together and trying to figure no, out no 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 going for a low team id nat clearly hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> <laughs> so then I thought, okay, who do I want? Then I was anyway reading all these news, you know, the preseason page on FF Scout and uh, things like, and I have these tables. So I have made these tables. They're under FPL Pari. They're public tables, which have parameters for defenders, um, midfielders and forwards. So I have these tables. So I have the stats on that, but that I've had since like last season. But I 
open this page fresh this whole preseason page and there is a you know player stats and preseason minutes tracker now this preseason minutes tracker of course my husband told me i didn't know what that was <laughs> but uh, but i looked at all this and i said okay now let's figure out who we want to get in the team and then of course there is the budget so you know who you can afford and who you can't but yeah that's when i i i was reading the news so far but i had to get into all these <laughs> fixtures and everything because I had to make a team. So, so it's all Ozzy's fault. You, <laughs> yeah. you picked the team so far. It's the same with me. He's bullying me into picking a team as well. Well, here's a question for you. If, if I hadn't messaged you and asked you to make a team, how long would you have left it until you had made one? Probably a week before the deadline. Isn't that, no. inter- isn't that yeah, interesting? Yeah, no, Mark? that's about right. I, I think that's the right thing to do. I mean, like we, we have to name a team to get the low ID, which we, yeah, we're silly like that. Do you, know, do you know about I, that, I've, Nat? Do you know, do you know about the, the, the low team IDs on, on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> so so we've done that. And we, and, and I think I've changed my team three or four times so far. Normally by now I've done about 50, 60 drafts. Yeah. So I've deliberately kept off it. And I'm thinking <laughs> my most intense period of change will come in that last week, which is when you plan to pick your team, Nat. So I'm, I'm, I'm going at it from a similar old school approach this summer. What, what are you doing the same as are you kind of because you're you're having a, you're doing a lot of content for scout as well aren't you so it's difficult for you to well, do that not, not so much i mean i'm doing i've i did my first video for scout last week with mm. sam we brought the q a back um which is you know that's a nice kind of casual interactive thing that hasn't got to rely on me looking at loads of data and stats and things we can we just answer questions on that i'm doing my kind of i'm doing a solo video on, on the black box channel every week which you know andy and i did some team ratings again i did like my first draft I'm, I'm not really making many changes to my team because we haven't really got any new information about about things. And I kind of like what I've made. I think it's the template is strong again. And my mm. team is gravitating towards that. And I wanted to stay away from it. And I intended to stay away from it. But then I did a video with Andy, which was rating team drafts. And then as soon as I started it, I was like, well, now I'm obviously not going to stay away from the template because now I'm going to see it when I'm looking through through all these. But... It hadn't. It didn't really influence me very much. I think the one player that I am starting to get influenced by because of Twitter is Fernandez. He's the one, mm. and if that's going to be paired with preseason form that he's in, you know, playing higher up the pitch, you know, because I was like, because everyone's going eight five, he's so underpriced and all this, and I was kind of like, yeah, but he hasn't been that great an option for us for a few years now. But I'm starting to get a bit concerned about him, and I can feel that coming from coming from Twitter. Um, that kind of because I think I'd be more stubborn on it if mm. uh, if I wasn't. So I'm avoiding Twitter as well. Um, so I've I not looking at any drafts that I see on Twitter at all. I'm reading other posts, but I'm not looking at drafts because I found that immediately I started looking at a draft. I think I saw one of General's early drafts, and I went and made a change yeah. straight away. So the influence is so clear that when you look at five or six drafts in a day or more than that, you're gonna when you then look at your own team make changes so it's interesting that you're going to stay clear till the last week and then do you think you're going to post your team up and go what are, what are your thoughts are you going to invite feedback i might but I, i'm not sure right now but i might actually because you know there are so many people that know so much more than i do <laughs> so for me it's just a lot of knowledge but yeah do, i mean do you not think those that you want to keep some identity of your own in the team? Is that something you're like? Is there one or two players you think? Well, no matter what people tell me, I want to keep those players because they're. I know I want those two. Do you have any of that at all? That that happens because the thing is, you. I don't listen to everything they say, but I want to hear what's coming. You know, the, their opinion, and they they know so much more. But and they're they're very nice. They they tell me a lot of things, but not necessarily do I make all the changes that that are <laughs> suggested. So I will sometimes stick up Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo is my biggest uh, problem. Like the whole for so many weeks, I just couldn't let go of him because of the halo effect that we had suddenly got <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo here. Mm. And even if he wasn't performing, so I would have him, and then he wouldn't perform, and then I would remove him, and he would. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I was always right. falling in the bad spots, sort of thing, and I just couldn't get rid of him. I kept him on the bench for so long, even with Reese James. You know, I kept because I saw him. Reese James was the one player initially that I picked on an eye test. He was the only one. I saw him defend a goal, and I can't remember which match it was. And he was so good. I said, I want this person in my mm. team, regardless of what happens. We've I didn't understand that. what fixtures. Yeah, I didn't know what fixtures were at that point. I didn't know what was happening, but I wanted that one player. 
So by hook or by crook, I had to get him. I got him, and then he sometimes he would perform, and sometimes he wouldn't, and he would get injured. I kept putting oh, yes. him on the bench. <laughs> you don't have a lot of marks. He spent on the bench for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very we, frustrating we all, player, isn't he? We all have that, though, don't we? I mean, that, that to me that to me is why all the stats and the things kind of loses that emotional side. Because I, I love that emotional side, Jeffrey. I love it when you watch a match. You think, I've just got to have that player. I remember you early on in, when I started watching Scout Mark, was, we'd had it, we'd had it with Hazard. I remember you watched him play a match and he just absolutely blew a team away. And it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what anyone said or anything. It, it didn't matter. That it was just one match because everyone, you know, a lot of the stats people say, well, it's just one match. You can't make decisions on that. But sometimes you just see something. You're like, I've just got to go. I've just got to go for that. Yeah, again, I, I guess it's the, the what you want from the game. And if you enjoy watching a player, having him in your team adds to that enjoyment, mm. doesn't it? So sometimes you, you, you you kind of maybe leave what's optimal um, to one side and you go, I'm going to go for that player because I just want to, I just want to have him on my team. I'm like that with Trent, even if I know people might be thinking, let's go without Trent. Um, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but I'll always have him because I love him as a player. And even mm. more so if he's going to be more involved in a, in attacking areas in the, in the middle of things like he could be this season. So I have soft spots for players and I like to, I like to entertain those where possible. Which probably isn't the right thing to do, but I don't. I, it's the way I like yeah, to play. Yeah, I think we're 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 both like that. Um, just before we we kind of uh, start wrapping this up, just want to come back to one thing that you said a, a minute ago now, which I thought was really interesting, and that's this idea of kind of you you feel like you don't really have that knowledge to sometimes make decisions, so you you look to other people to help you. And I think again, that is that is where FPL these days on Twitter and on Scout gets such a bad rep because there's this feeling that people are being spoon fed information and the game's more difficult now mm. because you get all these this this information but i think your experience with it just shows that fpl need to go down that route to make the game more accessible to give people that information to make them feel like they've got a chance to kind of compete and enjoy it because if you're going to be filling your team up with players you know i'll use Cancelo as an example but he might end up becoming the best player in, in fpl next season but if you're going to go for players like Cancelo or players that aren't going to play and you don't have that information you're just going to get put off right from the start, aren't you? And you're going to be playing catch-up to, to a lot of people. So having the ability to easily get the information for a completely new player without much football experience is, is a massive help, right? Of course, definitely. Yeah. And I've done things very... There, there are a lot of things, lessons I learned from the first you know, season that I played. And I did things differently in the second season. And maybe I will still do things differently in this season. I don't know. But there were a lot of things I learned I used to play very haphazardly in the first season. I don't know how my rank was a lot better then than it was in the second season. But mm. there were a lot of things that I was doing, you know, that were conceptually wrong. <laughs> the third season could be really interesting to see. Because, I mean, I think, you know, first two seasons to finish 150k and 270k, I think there's people out there who would bite your hand off for those two those two ranks in your in your first two seasons. But I was I was such a haphazard player in the first season. I would just bring someone in, then not be able to leave him. I would look, I would do a fixing job like, oh, this is a problem. Throw this person out. Get somebody else in. I would not understand that you have to look ahead. You have to plan for the next five or six weeks. Something. Yeah. I just wouldn't. So then, in the second I season, would... you start planning ahead, and then you do even worse. <laughs> that sounds about right, doesn't it, Mark? That sounds like FPL. In the second season, the big mistake I made was having triples. I feel like even having triple from a strong team is not a good thing sometimes. Yeah. What's your goal for this season, Nat? What are you thinking? You're just going to try and beat that 150k rank or have you got a bigger goal than that? No, I I want to do... I I automatically thought that I will get better and my second season I will do better than the first season. I know that I was helped by a certain amount of luck in the first season but I still somehow thought that because I'm I'm more knowledgeable now I understand better than whatever base level I started at I will the, the rank will improve but it didn't it went backwards somehow so 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 yeah 100k probably is that is that the target another kind of so rank I'm hoping I'll beat my previous ranks so yeah. that's what okay um, there's a great comment from Matt Francis in the chat, which is they need to make the chips easier to understand. So many use them without knowing their power. And you mentioned that earlier, Mark, with Henry. Is he blew mm. those chips? You know, I mean, okay, he got rewarded with the Salah one, but we we definitely weren't expecting him to use it in that week. And then I remember the free hit, I think, gained him four points when I was looking back on, on some of the 
uh, some of the messages we'd sent and, and things like that. So clearly there is some, they're, they're doing a lot for the educational side of, you know, with the content that's being produced to help people like that out. But there's still more they could do to help people realise things like that and how important they are. Yeah, I, I think the first having chips for the first half of the season and the second half would be the way to go. So if people, if people play their chips before they've really understood the mechanics of the game and what's likely to happen with double game mix, it doesn't matter because they get a second set. Still don't understand why they don't do that because yeah. it would have helped Henry because um, he played his free hit, like you said, before the double game mix, and then when the blanks came along, he didn't have the free hit, and yeah. you fall away, don't mm. you? So it's it's a really important part of the game. And, and we were able to explain that to you Nat, quite early on because we mm. kind of talked you through some of these things. But I imagine yeah. if we hadn't done that, you, you probably would have gone down the similar, a similar route to Henry and used those I chips. absolutely might yeah. have. I, do, I can't say. And we were lucky in that season that we had two free hits. Mm. We were given two free hit um, chips, right, for that that's one right. season. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So again, if you don't know what you're doing with, with any, any of those, then it's going to be even harder. No, absolutely... Yeah, absolutely fascinating stuff. Yeah, we're all, um, yeah, I mean, we still got this Apprentice League. Uh, Nat, you were thrashing Mark most of last season. I thought you were going to make it two out of two, but unfortunately, uh, he, he fought back. I think you were 60 or 70 points behind that at one point, Mark. And, right, mm. right. No, he, he returned the favour. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Caught you up in the end, but yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting... <laughs> last it was three or like last four or three weeks or two, three weeks, I think yeah. that's what, where... Yeah, the, and then, it's then pretty similar to what happened. End. Yeah, it was a, it was a thrilling end to the point. season. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall though, um, Natalie, are you pleased that that it has introduced you to the game? Have you enjoyed it? Yes, I have. Though I think sometimes it gets very um, frustrating in mm. terms of all the changes that happen, and suddenly this match is getting cancelled, and there is a double game week here, mm. and something else has happened. Someone's having a blank. Someone's having a double. So uh, it's just very frustrating because suddenly you have like less players. <laughs> you don't have enough people playing. Sometimes you have too many people playing. You don't know who to bench. But yes, it can get very frustrating. Well, we're, hope, we're hoping for a bit more normality mm. to be resumed. Although we've already got Luton postponed <laughs> game week two, so it's maybe not gonna maybe not gonna help. But yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of just a final question, in terms of like Ankit and your kind of relationship and things. I mean, do you feel like it's helped like your your relationship? Do you think it's nice having that kind of common ground um, to talk about? Or did you know? Do you, do you sometimes wish that you could kind of have a break from it, and you're getting just as frustrated as, as he is? So it goes. So when I got married, my the, his laptop would never be off. Anytime he was home, there would be Mark Goldbridge on the laptop on loud. The whole house would be this Mark Goldbridge's voice all across the house because he's a Man U fan. And this would go on the whole day. Every time he was home, that's what it would go on. He'd come back from work, that would switch on. And I used to think, my God, there's not a moment of silence in this house because <laughs> in my house, my parents don't play anything all the time. There's television for, let's say, two hours or three hours and that's it. And uh, other times we are out or whatever we're reading. And then I began to, once I began to do this, I said, okay, you know, we are going to do this together. So it became more interesting than to just have this background noise, <laughs> which you're not really focusing on, but it's just on all the time. But now I actually listen to what is happening unless I'm really doing something else. I will listen and I will understand most of it Not and, and, and that's and that's a good thing you think that's a that's a that good a, thing okay. though sometimes i do want him to put it off because it just <laughs> interferes with whatever else you're trying to do but uh, it is in a way it's a good thing there you go anyone anyone who's listening to this and wants their partners to get involved in, in fpl there's a ringing endorsement there from that <laughs> you understand a little bit more and it's a bit more tolerable that's about as much you can hope for isn't it mark I think that's great. I think that's a good result for you. I was worried for a minute. I thought she was going to say, after I heard about him talking to her well, while I give him birth about football, I thought it might be I the know, final God, straw. He's, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone too What far. have you done, As? But no, it sounds like, it sounds like you've, uh, you've enhanced the relationship, which is Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Well, and that takes me even more nicely onto my final section, which is actually something I haven't told either of you oh. uh, either. But, oops, that's the wrong screen. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm bringing this back. I'm bringing it back next season. I would absolutely love to have another FPL Black Box Apprentice. Um, I will take them under my wing, um, like I did with Nat. Uh, I'm looking for someone with no experience with FPL, who's comfortable on video, and would be interested in teaming up with me uh, next season to try and, well, emulate really what, what Nat's 
um, been doing. So if you're interested, if you know anyone who sort of fits that criteria, might be interested, get them to drop me an email as at fplblackbox.com. Uh, You'll be added into our apprentice league. You'll be battling it out with uh, Mark and Nat and me. You didn't tell me this, as No. This is a surprise to me. <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. I, I loved getting to know Nat. I really enjoyed... When you started setting up the YouTube videos and doing that, and I just thought that was an absolutely amazing result for us, us Mark, you know, to have um, you know, brought someone into the world of FPL and to see just how much you enjoyed it. And to hear you talking now, I was hoping you'd give me a positive answer when I said, did it help your relationship with Ankin? Not, no, it's much worse than it was and, and all that. Uh, so no, that's, I, it's, it's really nice to hear that you're you know, engaged again, you're going to play again next year, going into your third season. So yeah, anyone who knows, anyone who might be interested, uh, drop me a line and let's try and get another, another apprentice next season. Ooh, nice. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> That'll be good. I want to. I want to see what we get in terms of. They'll be hard pushed to come up to Nat standards. Oh, I know. So. I mean, even I even watched back your um. You, Nat sent in like an audition video to us, which was <laughs> if you remember doing that, which was you know talking about it coming took on. Two hours. Took two hours. <laughs> it was absolutely. It was absolutely brilliant. It's an absolutely brilliant video. So because you, Ankit wrote such a script for me that it took me so much time to memorize it and then come because I didn't want to have cuts. I want to do it at one go. So I had to memorize the whole thing and say, "Now let's just shoot." It was that's so good, and, and we 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 saw that and we we were like, "That's the one." We're definitely getting you involved. So you have got a hard thing to beat if you are watching this. Although I'm guessing you're not watching this if you're going to be an apprentice because you probably are already playing. But your partner might be. But your partner, (laughs) friends, you know, uh, sons, daughters, anyone who uh, is is looking just, you know, and they're up for it. um, But give me a shout. But it's been so good uh, catching up uh, with you. It's been far too long. um, Despite all the tech issues. We got there. I felt so bad (laughs) that I was not being able to come on. And I'm sorry for disappearing in the middle. Actually, I dropped my notes. You did. I had notes. I was dropping his notes. (laughs) I was studying so much for this. I actually have like notes. (laughs) There you go. Application again. See. I know. It's every every time. It's um. You know. It's it's absolutely brilliant to to have you on. And yeah. And like I said, Mark and I have been late plenty of times over the years. We. I'm sure we were half an hour late once, Mark, because you hadn't turned your microphone on. So like that. I, we, I threw a beer over my equipment about a, a couple of months ago, didn't I? As well, yeah. you did. Oh, yeah, all goes wrong. Absolutely. So yeah, hopefully you enjoy this. Hopefully it's something a bit different to you know rating teams and team drafts and everything like that. Um, like I said, hopefully I'll be bringing back the apprentice next season, and I'll be trying to stay a bit more on, on top of that and, and you know, with kind of regular check-ins with whoever um, we get on. Uh, Mark and I are planning a, a proper uh, FPL Black Box this week, so look out for that. I'm not totally sure what day that's going to be on but it will be at some point this week uh i hope you're going to finally show us a draft mark i suppose so i'm a bit grumpy <laughs> when it comes to drafts i just don't i don't i'm steering clear of it i want to keep my powder dry until the final week right <laughs> natalie so i'm i'm very much signed up for that but i will show a draft i guess yes. oh there you go if there's any reason to tune in <laughs> it's it's a reluctant draft from mr uh, Sons. I, I suppose you don't have anybody at home pushing you like I'm no i don't no, I think I it's I think it's very much it's the opposite. opposite. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, Ankit used to literally push me. He would tell me at ten in the night that you know you need to understand this stats, and I'm thinking what? And because I'm sleepy and I'm pregnant, and he says no, no, get pen and paper. I'm like no. He said no, no, I'll go to office tomorrow morning, so I won't meet you. He he goes pretty early, so he says go get pen and paper. I'm like no. And one day I was telling him that is ten in the night, and she's like what? Ten in the night? I said mm, he makes me write stats. In the night. Mark, can you can you please start doing this to Pip and just see how she reacts? Oh my god. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that is that is incredible. You're a you're a lucky Crazy. man, Ankit. You've, uh, yeah. you've you've definitely hit the uh, hit the jackpot with with that. Um, cool. Anyway, thank you, everyone. Mark and I'll be back later in the week, uh, and yeah, and we'll see you all very soon. Good night. Bye bye. It was so, so nice talking to both of you. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.